So let's state the obvious. As business gets more mobile, it lets us do more in more places and reach more people. But it also raises more risk. Hi, I'm Scott Smith for Gartner ThinkCast. And as we become more mobile, mobile security becomes more crucial to our success. So how are we doing? Gartner analyst Patrick Hevesy plans to cover that very question at the Gartner Catalyst Conference in San Diego, August 21st to 24th. Right now, we have him on the phone, mobile, I'm sure, for some initial insights. Patrick, welcome. So how are we doing when it comes to mobile security? I definitely think we're in the phase of where mobile security is becoming more and more important. You know, as we have proliferation of devices obviously continuing at exponential rates, we have to start looking at mobile security with the defense and depth of its own. You know, we've all had EMM managing our devices for many years, but it was never really tackling the security aspect of it. So there was vendors out there that did mobile app risk um, security. There was mobile application security wrapping and things like that that have been around for some years. But in the last couple of years, we've had this new rise of a new class called mobile threat defense. So it's more than just an antivirus solution. It's kind of a solution that looks at behaviors on the devices, also incorporates the application security we talked about, looks at the network aspect. Am I going to a coffee shop or an airport? Am I actually on the right Wi-Fi or is that a malicious one? And then obviously looking at the vulnerabilities that are coming up. And so over the last couple of years, these mobile threat defense vendors are adding this new layer of security that works with EMMs and kind of that corporate managed or even that BYOD aspect. And this is starting to become more and more prevalent as we start getting these agents deployed. We actually start seeing the new landscape. There are threats, right? It's definitely not to the point of endpoint, traditional endpoints, but we are starting to see targeted attacks coming to mobile devices and enterprises today. Is there an OS or several that perhaps stand out as being more secure than the others? Here at Gardner, we do a yearly report on mobile device security, and this will be in one of my sessions, the mobile security session, and we are tracking. And so in general, the mobile OSs are becoming more and more secure. They're built on the premise of these application containers or Android, now Android for work. And there are some vendors like Samsung that have taken the Android and created a hardware-backed, kind of a more secure operating system with their Knox platform. But even Android and iOS, they're continuing to add new security improvements and hardening. iOS, with their 10.3 release, finally fixed one of the major security vulnerabilities, which was the malicious profile attack. So there are definitely use cases for more secure devices, hardened devices like the Knox, and there's the Black Phone and other phones like that. But in general, all the OSs are upping their game and becoming more secure. Patrick, then what should I be doing besides finding what I think is the right operating system for my organization's needs? What what should I be doing to effectively manage my mobile security? I think it gets down to it's not one thing, unfortunately, because a lot of these vendors are still kind of finding their spot, right? And we talked about EMM as one of the first vendors that went out there and managed mobile devices. But I think it looks like you really need to start understanding what type of data is on each device, and then there might be solutions that will implement. So this concept of a data classification menu. So if I have high-class data that needs to be on that device, 
most likely I'm going to need a management infrastructure, a EMM. But then I also want to look at the state of the device through mobile threat defense. And if it's super secret or government-grade kind of security, that's where maybe that hardened device comes in. But maybe down to BYOD or if I'm just allowing some basic information, email, calendar, contacts, I could have a Exchange Active Sync or maybe a mobile threat defense agent to help the end user secure their device and keep their device healthy before they allow access. So I think, unfortunately, it's a mix of solutions. And we talk about that in my mobile strategy session. You mentioned mobile threat defense a few times. So is this something we need to incorporate now or something we just need to evaluate now? I think there's a lot of companies that if you're really mobile heavy and you have a lot of corporate data on the device, I think it definitely needs to be in the evaluation and the deployment phases. You know, we talked to a lot of Gartner clients here today, the ones that are the larger ones that have large mobile device workforces, definitely already seeing them implementing this. So I definitely think it needs to be on your short radar. Obviously, you need to solve your endpoint protection first because that's where a higher set of risk is. But I think mobile threat defense should be on most organizations' radar. Our guest is Gardner analyst Patrick Hevesy. Patrick will be speaking on a variety of topics, as a matter of fact, at the Catalyst Conference in August. And Patrick, toward that uh, extent, I wanted to shift gears to Office 365. Uh, How big a factor is security in enterprises moving to this? I think that's the first question we get about most Gartner clients when they're moving to Office 365 is how secure is Microsoft's infrastructure? I'm moving my entire business to this. How do I trust this? You know, I've had firewalls, IPS, secure web gateways, all this stuff on premise protecting my SharePoint, my Exchange servers for many years. And now my CIO, my executives are asking me to move there and I'm kind of losing that visibility. So I think definitely a CISO, the security architects, enterprise architects, this is their biggest concern. And so Microsoft has been doing a pretty good job about acquiring companies, building new features as they're evolving it. But I think security is kind of the biggest thing that has delayed many organizations or slowed down office deployment. So I think it's probably the most crucial thing that you have to solve as you move to Office 365. So what steps has Microsoft taken to make it more secure? Over the last two years, they've probably acquired five or six companies. They've rolled out new solutions. One of the big things we're seeing in most SaaS solutions, not just Office 365, but this concept of CASBs or cloud access security brokers. As I mentioned earlier, you're losing this on-premise set of security solutions and products that were protecting your data. And so this market of CASBs, these CASB vendors have come out there and they're inserting themselves in the cloud in front of Office 365, some of your other SaaS, IaaS, and PaaS solutions. And so they're providing those set of security, the audit, logging, user behavior analytics, advanced threat kind of protection. And Microsoft bought Adalom, and that was one of the top CASBI vendors out there last year, and they've rolled that out. So now they have two flavors of their CASBI, one called advanced security management and one called their full CASBI that protects Microsoft as well as other ones called cloud app security. So this year we're definitely seeing that organizations need to have some kind of CASB or at minimum, you know, advanced security management in place to kind of give some of these security products replacements for protecting their Office 365 instances. So then with Microsoft having some CASB functionality already in the fold, is Microsoft's security solution enough if I move to Office 365 or if I'm in the early stages of using it? Or should I plan on augmenting it? 
I think it kind of dependent upon your organization security requirements. They've done a pretty good job, but there's still some issues that they have to deal with. Part of the challenge with any organization buying a lot of different companies and building new technologies is the integration. So two years ago, there was probably about eight or nine management consoles. They're about down to five today. But, you know, as they've brought this Adalon piece out there into ASM and CAS, there's a management console for that. There's a management console for security and compliance. Their DLP is still kind of, it's not comparable to enterprise leading things like Symantec DLP does full endpoint network server based things. So there are still pieces that may be needed to be augmented or pushed off. Probably the biggest thing we see organizations use third parties for is kind of the advanced email security. We see Proofpoint, Mimecast, Cisco still in the mix a lot. Microsoft has done some work. They've rolled out advanced threat protection, but it's still a new feature. Some of their new features are still just released this year. So I think email is probably where we see the most third parties, and then probably DLP is the second. But they're still having some growing pains as they're trying to bring all these things together. Our guest again is Gartner analyst Patrick Hevesy. Patrick will be appearing at the Gartner Catalyst Conference this August. Right now we have him on the line to look at some of the topics and issues he will be discussing there that are not just front and center for him, but certainly on the agendas for many of you listening to this uh this discussion. Uh, Patrick, one of the things you mentioned a couple times are the CASBs, the cloud access security brokers. And I know these are gaining more and more attention. Is this something that uh, really everyone listening now needs to be looking at at this moment? Yeah, I think, you know, we were kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, this is this layer of security in the cloud. And traditionally, you have secure web gateways, firewalls, and all these things that are protecting your organization as they're going out to these things. And you can kind of put some layers on premises. But as soon as your organization goes home, they start traveling. Mobility is now more accepted than ever. People work from home, coffee shops, airports, constantly working. Without this CASB layer that's sitting in the cloud, and you know they have three different modes of deployment. So they can do API modes to protect SaaS, IaaS, and PaaS. They can do forward and reverse proxy. So they're sitting in line, redirected through DNS or through identity frameworks. So as your employees are anywhere in the world, either on-premise or traveling or at home, these CASB sit in front of your office, your Google, your Salesforce, your ServiceNow, and be able to provide you those types of protections. You know, one of the best use cases is, well, if I start all of a sudden a user logs into one of my SaaS solutions from China and in the U.S. at the same time, obviously that's, you know, an attack. So having that understanding of geolocation of what type of device doing conditional access, user behavior analytics, audit and logging is becoming very important. And so we're definitely seeing many organizations, if not already having some form of CASB in place are definitely looking doing POCs today. Patrick, you could hear in the previous answer the, the clear benefits of utilizing a CASB. So the question becomes, what should we be asking to determine if, in fact, it's the right move for us right now? I think if you're in the cloud, you're going to need some form of protection. And if you look at all of our papers, anywhere from Office 365 guidance to any of the SaaS, IaaS, and PaaS, if you're using these things, you really need this kind of layers of security. So across the board, CASBs are now becoming kind of the predominant way to secure the cloud. And I think in most of all of our papers, CASB is one of the first recommendations. Patrick, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
Patrick Hevesy is a research director in the Gartner for Technical Professionals practice. He will be speaking on a number of issues at the Gartner Catalyst Conference, August 21st to 24th in San Diego. You can get more information on that event at gartner.com slash events hyphen na slash catalyst. Also, get the latest insights on mobile and other trending topics in the Gartner webinars, which you'll find at gartner.com slash webinars. And there are plenty more Gartner ThinkCast conversations to tune into at gartner.com slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to ThinkCast at iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. For Gartner ThinkCast, I'm Scott Smith. Thanks for listening.